those? Are you doing the theme the, song now? Is the theme no, song? No, I'm not playing the theme song. Uh, do we do the theme song for the morning after? We do, yeah. We do, but uh, I don't play it live ever. Okay. You can tell I listen to every episode <laughs> that we always put out. <laughs> um, and with that, a better refill, Mr. Franklin's glass, will you? Now, when you get up there tonight, don't drink too much. Oh, don't worry, I won't. How about a whiskey and soda? Oh, less soda than usual, thanks. And this is wine. To drink. Just a bit might improve your humor. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. No, I've had a couple. Come on, I'm not drunk. And an excellent vintage it is, too. But if you're implying that I'm tipsy, sir... Welcome to the Tipsy Terror. There we go, yeah. Morning after for... Possession. Possession. Do you know, I keep trying to call this movie The Possession. <laughs> I don't, it's not really that important, but it's I'm just, just so thrown possession. off by the lack of the. the. Anyways, continue. Dude, I hope I hope everyone who listened to this episode liked it. I really liked it because I liked this movie a lot. Yeah. Um, I feel like we talked about a lot and I feel like we all have a lot more to say. Yeah. Like, having thought about this. I like that we had that discussion, like... And of all the things that in this movie that we analyzed, I feel like the same thing happened with Pawnee Pool. It just, it's always the movies that like no one else has seen that we're like, this is the best. We're going (laughs) to actually talk about something. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I feel I feel like um the possession episode was every everything that the um anaconda episode wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're polar opposites on the right. spectrum. <laughs> anaconda to possession. So now, how do we feel now that we're not drunk anymore? This movie fucking rules. I want to watch it again. I would. Yeah, I that's the I first agree. thing I said. I was thinking. I, was, I would like to see that again, please. More. Yeah, me too. Um, I want to see it sober to see if I actually like. I mean, I trust that it's actually a good movie, but I'm like, I need to see it sober. I feel like yeah. I'll get more out of it. Yeah, like, you I, know? I, I agree. Because there's stuff, I was reading about it, um, specifically about like just some of the stuff that's like filmed. Like there's like the Berlin Wall and like uh-huh. some like there's like something about graffiti and it says something pretty cool. Yeah, I don't like the, what it was. the first text that shows up on screen is graffiti on the Berlin Wall that says something about like we should not have divisions or something like that. Yeah. And um, yeah. The, uh, I read this article about it. I tried to read a couple, but I only ended up reading one because my brain's broken. But um, it's from Bitch Flicks, and they talk a lot about, like, metaphors. And um, there's a car crash that happens on screen, like, when they're having an argument. Um, right, and, like, yeah. how it's filmed in Berlin, oh, how yeah. Berlin was, like, physically divided by a wall at the time. It shows, like, the division between the characters. So, like, yeah, a lot of metaphor yeah. with that. I want to watch it so I can, like, get those pieces. I feel like we can... I was talking off the mic. Sorry. I feel like we, if we watched it sober, like, yeah, could pick up a lot more of those pieces and also would be a little less distracted because I feel like we'd start riffing during the, which is fine because that's what we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> but it caused us to maybe not pick up on a couple of right. things that we probably should have picked up on. Right. Like, I'm, I didn't Google this and I should have. I'm dying to know what the Pink Socks Man is all about <sighs> still. So, okay. I have kind of, not really an explanation, but kind of more context on that. Because I, I also, like, looked on, uh, read a bunch of different, uh, just reviews, mostly. Um, not really a lot of analysis, but... Um, Didn't you send me one? And I feel like... No, never mind. That was Mulholland Drive. We'll get to that later. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> yes. um, yeah. So, like, the Pink Sox. So, he's clearly, like, part of some sort of spy organization. Mm-hmm. And also in one of I the... I think they straight up say it in yeah. the movie at some point. Um, and also in one of the reviews... Um, 
they kept mentioning that there are spies like visible in the movie that are watching what? him. What? Yeah, so like when he goes home, goes back home, there are people like just watching him and when uh the one girl with the broken leg like tries to seduce him. Yeah. Um apparently there are spies watching him in that scene too. Holy I am shit. baffled. I did not notice that. So, oh, I want to watch this movie again. For the pink socks thing, um I I think like um at the beginning he's returning from being a spy and observing someone and they're like he's like trying to he's basically watching his replacement cuz they're like the the guy with the pink socks is his replacement right oh, he's like okay. basically interviewing um or like doing like uh his uh assessment of the guy who's going to replace him cuz he's like because he's having so much like family issues he oh. wants to take a break from his job and then at the end the guy with pink it turns out like they're watching him it it like reverses and so like they're watching him and the guy at the end comes back and is like you should come back to your job and we're trying to rehire you um, that, ma- that scene makes so, so much more sense now because we were like what the fuck is this about? i just got like a full body yeah. chill that's awesome yeah it's kind of like a it's part of it is like to um show the circular nature of them because like it also ends with them getting back together in the new forms yeah so yeah that's like kind of some like what i thought based on some reviews that i read with that context now i like we're gonna say this a hundred times want to rewatch it because i'm like okay maybe i can finally put that part together right (laughs) and no fucking clue what any of the spy shit was no idea something else i read like in the bitch flicks um review that i saw you can find this online too um it's like that the doppel i think we died i think we might have talked about this i don't remember from listening back but um how the doppelgangers reflect what the other person wants in a partner yeah, yeah. so we, um, i think yeah, we touched yeah. on that for a, a minute maybe like so it said like in the article that anna wants someone with like a focus on religion narcissism and imagination and sexual freedom which you also see in heinrich yeah and yeah. um you see in um mark's doppelganger but mark wants someone who's like pure calm and collected which is what we see in anna's doppelganger right yeah which is like right. cool and i don't I, know i also interpreted that kind of as like when you have a really bad like a uh, very toxic relationship or um and you have a really bad breakup the next person that you try to like um date is gonna be like in some way different some someone well different but also like similar to the person that you previously dated yeah or like you're finding their replacement basically so that's why he's um attracted to the teacher and she like he sees the other girl in the teacher and that's why he and also because they look identical yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah well like the looking identical is the film's manifestation of that or like you kind of want to find someone with traits that you felt the other person was lacking, whether they actually were or not but like the good in them like where you're like they were like they could have had this like little bit but they weren't really like letting it shine so you're gonna like look for somebody who's actually embracing that little bit that you were hoping to get out of your partner right Mm. yeah that makes sense yeah good stuff um, good content some uh another thing that i noticed there's a lot of like uh foreshadowing in this especially with the kid because like the whole time first of all a lot of scenes the kid is just taking a bath mm-hmm. there's so many scenes yeah, of the kid taking a, a bath weird amount now and that at I the think end about he like drowns himself um and also like the whole he's always playing um and he like constantly does the wee siren wee noise wee. yeah and then that's the sound at the end 
So, um, yeah, and also like uh, when uh, the teacher comes to talk to um, Sam Neill's character uh, at their house the first time, she mentions that like he's been screaming in class, um, and so like that's also like um, I think that means like because like the kid. Um, knows that his parents are having issues and so like at home he seems very calm and collected but at school it's like coming out that is like an entire like that's entirely like a children of divorce like thing so yeah and um she gives him a bath yeah still bonkers to me that that like i was even like with the context of this movie i'm like why is that happening oh my god this movie is so good another fun fact i got from the bitch flicks article i'm gonna keep bringing up this is the last one i promise um the guy who did the FX, like the FX um, for the um, Squid Monster, whatever, um, his name's Carlo Rimbaldi. Um, he made ET. Yeah, oh, yeah, I also read that. Same fact. little puppeteer guy. Right, yeah. <laughs> it was so cute. Oh, oh my gosh, what a what a uh, resume. ET Squid Guy. The effect, wait, do we talk about the effects? I don't remember that part too, but they're good. Yeah, with, like, just, the, they we, are we really talked good. about how cool we thought. Oh, like the, the excess of like the blood and right. the, like fucking bile all the time. Yeah, <laughs> and the scene, the subway scene, yeah. it's all coming out of her. It oh. looks really good, and it's really well done. It's that like awesome. You genuinely believe that actress is leaking fluids oh, yeah. from Apparently, all of her orifices. Um, when she was doing that scene, the director told her. Um, I forget he like gave her some direction and then she like wanted more and he was like okay basically fuck the air <laughs> and so that's what she did <laughs> what a good direction yeah, <laughs> great, fuck the air great se- I, I think like looking back that's my favorite scene from that's, the movie that's the one that stuck with me the oh, most too absolutely. that's yeah. like hands down the thing I think about the most when I think about this movie there's this like uh, I found a music video that is like influenced by that starring like Rosamund Pike is the main person in that oh. and it's 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 influenced by that and Phantasm so she's like walking through a subway and a like a silver orb comes up to her and basically she like she like reacts to the orb so it's like it's basically this scene if there was an orb that she's reacting to what's the music video I forget what it's called. I can't I'll Google find it. it. Well, because yeah. you guys have more talking points than I do, so I'll Google it while you guys are talking. Well, I had one more minor talking point. Um, oh, uh, another thing, uh, Bob at the beginning of the movie um, when Who's they're the giving kid? yeah they're giving him a bath and uh, the dad mentions oh yeah he's been practicing holding his breath uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, the music video is "Massive Attack: Young Fathers" by Voodoo in My Blood. Yes. Yeah. Cool. We'll have to check it out. Um, uh, and then the last point that I had, um, based on reading, um, whatever I read, was that uh, the director talked about in an interview about how, like, when he was going through his divorce, um, he felt like the like international politics around him reflected like his mental state going through his divorce because like it was also like the cold war time okay okay oh is this and so like that that's also reflected in the movie because like at the end it's basically the apocalypse because all this shit is going wrong and the spies want him back and stuff so was this the interview like an interview with like the director and he's talking about like his other movies and stuff too well i i only ever saw like reference to it so okay yeah i was reading an interview with him oh okay and i like i didn't get very far because i got distracted but um right. I, I wonder if it's that one there is a director's commentary and like what um yeah th- i have 
but um i like started watching it but it, it's without me you bastard well like i just started watching it and it's just an interview like there's a guy interviewing about like oh how did you um like what made you interested in shooting in berlin blah, oh, okay, blah, blah. Okay. so like at first like at least the part that i listened to at the beginning wasn't really that illuminating i'm but sure the further you get in the story yeah. when it gets weird though he probably can offer some good yeah. explanation or like insight also apparently um the actress like after she watched the movie there are stories there are rumors that she attempted suicide because like she didn't realize like how emotional like and how like how much they had captured her emotions and so that the, explains her quote of, about working in that movie yeah like so uh it's not like officially like like it's, it's not official but there are rumors about that like and and the director even brings it up um in a, in the commentary at the beginning um fuck i just completely lost my train of thought molly if you have any oh uh, yeah so another article i was reading before i i just kind of i it's like dense but um it's yeah. really interesting i was like starting to get through it before um you guys came over it's from a few weeks ago, actually, which I think is oh, really weird. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> literally May fourteenth, twenty nineteen. Um, it's this article about the director. It's I I can't pronounce his name. I feel really Andre. Bad. I think it's just Andrej. Andre Andrej Zulowski. Yeah. Um, about religion, the Cold War, and like his films. Okay. And um, that's something I like had wanted to explore. Like in reading, like was um, are there like really significant? Uh, oh my gosh, I was there. Sorry, <laughs> Brooklyn Bridge just popped up. Oh my screen. god! Oh fuck. Um, but yeah, I wanted to like know if that was like a big like kind of influence in his work. And I guess it is because somebody wrote a whole article about it. Yeah. But um, the part that I was like getting to is about like religious like ecstasy and like how you can see it in like the manic like acting and like frenetic camera work and all right. that. How it kind of establishes like that. I don't know. It looks like a really interesting read. I am going to try and finish it, and then I'll tweet out the article okay. onto our um, Tipsy Terror Twitter account. Yay. Because it, like, it looks really interesting, and um, it does seem like there's a connection. And, yeah, no, I'm not going to say it. Um, Never mind. Um, This is, like, off topic, but I just remembered the fun fact that Harish just told me recently is the main actress who we keep forgetting her name. Um, She's Mina. Isabel Ajani. Yeah. She's Mina in the um, 1970s Nosferatu. I think her name in the movie is Erica. It's Erica Harker. Erica! In the movie. Or it's... No, she might not be Mina. She's some... Never mind. I I think she is the main character. She's just... Her name isn't Mina. Uh, I looked it up on it. But yeah, she's in Nosferatu, which I thought was really great. Yeah. Nosferatu the Vampire, I should say. Which is the Werner Herzog remake of the original. Her name is Lucy. Lucy. Lucy Harker. There is a Mina in this version, though. (laughs) Why did I think Erica? I don't don't know. (laughs) I was like, Erica does not fit in (laughs) that. Erica does not make sense at all. Um, but like, she's like the perfect person. Like when, if you look at pictures of her in that role, you're like, oh my God, perfect casting. Is it spelled V-A-M-P-W-Y-R? Yeah. It's, it's that version. There's no W. Is there a W? No, it's a W-V-A-M-P-Y-R. I just heard heard Y-R. Thank you. See, like, doesn't she like fit perfect with it? Oh shit. Yeah. She looks great. Yeah. Wait, I want to look at more stills from that. Do they like, this is going to be the worst sentence I'll ever say. Do they really it? capture the German expression? Uh, well, from the it's um, directed by Werner Herzog, yeah, who is like is. a very, like, he's like a very notable director. I've only um, seen clips of it. Um, I think it I do does a pretty okay job. I'm not, I, it's, I've only seen clips, so I can't really comment on it. 
Yeah, Werner Herzog does a lot of stuff. He's like another one of these like really pretentious guys. <laughs> um, but like, um, anytime he does interviews, he'll talk about like normal things as if he's just going to the like philosophical essence of it. Ugh. But no, it's it's like when you hear him because <laughs> there's um there's like an interview after pokemon go was popular where someone asks him about pokemon go and he's like i don't know what that is and they like start to explain it to him and he's like so when these people meet are there fights is there physical violence <laughs> he just has a very unique perspective and it's like it's not pretentious it's just like weird it's it's very unique i i like just love like just hearing interviews with him because he has <laughs> he's like talked about <laughs> in an interview there's um the film critic that i'm obsessed with mark kermode he's he's obsessed with Werner herzog and he interviewed him once and Werner herzog like told him something about how <laughs> there's nothing but <laughs> terror damnation and chaos in this world <laughs> i love that good energy yeah yeah, yeah. so i do i haven't seen a Werner herzog movie but i do want to watch nosferatu and his other work <laughs> so speaking on um unique bordering on the pretentious what did you guys think of Mulholland Drive <laughs> right. oh yeah I forgot we wanted to talk about this loved it yeah yeah we really liked it the, it's definitely um like you mentioned that it, it is more accessible and like it's not as confusing kind of yeah it took um, us till the next day to realize like some of the stuff yeah. but we watched it late at night and like we were really sleepy so we didn't really get that the um the first part of the movie was a dream until like the next morning when we reread like the plot summary but i will say good like so if i mean obviously if you're listening to this you probably listened to the full episode but molly in the episode said that she wanted us to watch either mahal and drive or blue valentine and we chose to watch mahal and drive mm-hmm. and it, it was blue velvet and blue i velvet. realized that blue. that is not the one to watch blue, i said blue valentine <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Whoops. But we picked Mahal and Drive. Valentine, the 2009 remake. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyways, <laughs> sorry, that was funny. Um, Mahal and Drive had this, like, very like similar mood to it where you're just completely unsettled that happens. You don't really understand. There's, like, this blue box that shows up. And, <laughs> like, <laughs> Arish sent me an article the next day and was like, oh, this is like a pretty good explanation. Can help you put some ducks in the row and stuff. And you get to the part where it was like, so it's what about the blue box? And they were like, we don't know. We don't know what the blue box <laughs> but is. But then I Googled it some more and everyone was like, it's basically just kind of like her like unlocking her like internal like realization and stuff yeah. like that. Like it's, there's many interpretations, but that article just straight up said, I don't know. I love that energy. <laughs> the yeah. same with the pink socks in this movie. <laughs> don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> and sometimes it doesn't matter. It doesn't <laughs> fucking matter. But that's the one, um, the one scene that really like startles me from that is when the two guys leave the little diner right. and see like the burnt yeah, woman. Yeah. It, like that's, that's why I like, that's the scene that like really like made me decide, oh, you should watch that one. Not on um, blue velvet. Right. And it's just like the theme is better. I don't know. It's about like a relationship that's kind of like crumbling yeah, apart. Similar, yeah. 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 That's true. Like people on the verge of insanity. Right. Um, so I guess you could say if you like Mulholland Drive, then you'll like this movie mm-hmm. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. They're very similar. I would say like I would assume more people have seen Mulholland Drive than they've seen Possession. I'm just going to go out on a limb with that assumption. Yeah. So probably. if you are a listener and you like it, we suggest you see this because it's right up that alley and even weirder yeah <laughs> it's great um, i'm glad you guys liked it oh, oh yeah. yeah i really did like it a lot anything else that we wanted to talk about nope 
Um, I really want to read that article now, man. Should have read it today. <laughs> That's okay. We'll check um, it out. Oh, one more thing I wanted to bring up is what do you guys think the title means as like possession? I would just say it's like a, it's to, because exp- like, uh, when you're going through kind of like a divorce or a breakup or something like the person you were once with is no longer that person. So I think it's just that. I, like I agree. They're different. Yeah. I think uh, like there are levels to the, um, title. So I feel like the, what you just said, like p- they feel different. And so they feel like kind of possessed and like the way the people in the movie are acting, they are, they act like they're possessed they by demons like because they're, they're freaking flailing around the place. Yes. Yeah. Um, but there's also like, the idea of they are very possessive over each other mm-hmm. and like You're right. maybe like if we see it like i also kind of think of it as like sam neil sees this woman as his possession and when he starts losing her like it messes with him he says a lot of statements throughout the yeah the, i couldn't think of any off the top but i remember well like, he does say i am at, I, i'm waging a war against women <laughs> uh what a character yeah Um, yeah kind of going along with that um but like also possession in a way that you're like seeking out like possession over like the characteristics that the person you're losing doesn't right yeah yeah that's that's another aspect yeah you're right this is pretty it's It's all connected yeah (laughs) i want to (laughs) know why do you guys is there like an actual answer i don't probably not i want to ask this i want to like i want to meet this director man i'm sure he died a few years ago yeah no too sad fuck yeah i don't give a shit about a lot of directors (laughs) but like (laughs) god damn i want to watch more of his work like apparently he was like um he's polish and he like produced movies in poland that were like very subversive and like he i i i don't know i i think this is like a vague misremembering of an article that i read but i I think i read somewhere that he like got in trouble with the polish government for like for his movies yeah he like left yeah eventually yeah he had to leave it's because of all that video nasty (laughs) the video nasty so video nasties i also looked up thank you what are they They are it's basically um movies that were very like um gory or very like with a lot of themes that the government didn't like that were spread around so it's essentially just like like a banned video yeah awesome yeah so i think cannibal holocaust was a video nasty yes because they they were spread around like on vhs tapes but much like and then they got banned much like the ring much like the what yeah the ring (laughs) sorry when you said spread around on videotape i was like oh dude that'd be a a video nasty a video store called video nasty and you like everyone just think it's a porn store (laughs) the porn industry has ruined the sanctity of (laughs) the word nasty (laughs) yeah and of like of specifically when it comes to video <laughs> you're right you're right yeah so that was possession please watch it it's a good movie please please watch it <laughs> and um our next movie that we're gonna do, do <gasps> can say? i say it yeah can i say it? thank you to the people of twitter for choosing um final destination ooh, ooh. which is one of my favorite movies <laughs> i'm so excited to do this i don't think i've seen the first one i've seen the it's, second one i've seen the second one more than the fir- no 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 that's a lie i've seen the first one more they are like mad fun to watch i'm so excited to watch yeah. it drunk oh I'm excited. So good. All right. So we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.